This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Elon Musk podcast, where we talk about innovation, technology, and of course, the latest developments in the fascinating life and ventures of Elon Musk. Today, we're covering a story that's been gaining a lot of attention. Linda Yaccarino, the new CEO of X, the social media platform formerly known as Twitter, is gearing up to meet with seven banks that finance Elon Musk's acquisition of the company. Now, Yaccarino, who took to the CEO seat in June, plans to discuss her strategy for reviving the platform's financial health with executives from Morgan Stanley, Bank of America, Barclays, MUFG, BNP, and Mizuho, and Societe Generale on October 5th. Now, this meeting is crucial to Yaccarino. She aims to instill confidence in X's bankers that she can breathe new life into the social media platform, which was faced with declining revenues and a myriad of other challenges. The bankers, who hold about $13 billion in debt related to the acquisition, are eager to hear how Yaccarino plans to attract advertisers back to the platform and possibly diversify into subscriptions and payments in the future. Just a few days ago, Yaccarino faced some tough questions at the Code Conference, particularly about user metrics and the platform's business model. Her performance at the conference left some people skeptical about the direction of which X is headed. The new CEO has also been questioned about her relationship with Elon Musk and how his influence might impact the platform, especially in the context of attracting advertisers. Now, Yaccarino did mention that the company is close to breaking even from an operational cash flow standpoint and expects to turn a profit by early of 2024. This statement, alongside the revelation that X currently has 245 million daily active users, provided some level of assurance, but questions still lingered. Now, among the banks, this is apprehensive. They have been shouldering the $13 billion debt tied to X's acquisition for almost a year now. They also had to reject offers to buy some of the senior debt at a significant discount, opting instead to hold on to it in hopes that the company's fortunes would improve. And a significant issue Yaccarino faces is the decline in the platform's advertising revenue, which dropped 60% since the takeover. And some of this decline is rooted in broader economic worries, but a chunk can also be attributed to Musk's less traditional approach to running the platform, including relaxing moderation policies. Although Musk himself acknowledged the drop in revenues, he noted that the platform was still covering its initial costs of around $1.5 billion a year. Even before the takeover, Twitter, now X, was facing difficulties in maintaining advertising uh, revenues. And big name companies had started pulling out their advertising budgets, 
partly due to fears of an impending recession, but also because of concerns about Musk's handling of the platform. Despite these setbacks, Yaccarino has pointed out some positive trends. In a recent interview, she revealed that 90% of the platform's top 100 global spenders have resumed advertising on X. However, the exact amounts they're spending remain undisclosed. One of the most intriguing dynamics is the relationship between Yaccarino and Elon Musk. During interviews, Yaccarino was asked whether Musk consults with her on major decisions like potentially moving the platform to a subscription model. While she didn't give a straightforward answer, she emphasized her broader role in running the company. Yaccarino has a background in advertising and was formerly the head of advertising sales at NBC Universal. Her expertise in this area could be vital in drawing advertisers back to the platform, but her vision appears to extend beyond just advertising revenue. She's also made it clear that she's not just there to head the advertising department, but to helm the entire organization. And in this complex interplay, Musk continues to have a strong influence, especially on the product side of things. This isn't necessarily seen as a drawback, given Musk's known proficiency in technological innovation. Now, as Linda Yaccarino prepares for this critical meeting, she's juggling several balls at once. Not only is she dealing with operational challenges, but she's also navigating the waters of public opinion and grappling with the responsibility of reassuring nervous bankers. And at the same time, she's working closely with one of the most prominent and unpredictable tech entrepreneurs of our time, Elon Musk. There are also other matters to attend to such as allegations of inadequate actions against hate speech and disinformation. Yaccarino has defended X's new direction, emphasizing its commitment to free expression, but the jury is still out on how this will play out in the long run. All eyes are on the upcoming meeting, which has the potential to define the future of X and by extension impact the fortunes of the seven banks involved and possibly reshape the social media ecosystem. Now let's shift our focus to a topic that's been picking up steam in the recent years namely the role of commercial satellites in military operations and the implications for national security. Just last week, General Chance Saltzman, who is a high-ranked official in the U.S. Space Force, spoke at a conference in Hawaii. His remarks have added a new layer to the ongoing conversations about the responsibility of the military in safeguarding commercial assets in space, like Starlink. Now, the focal point here is the increased dependence of the U.S. military on commercial networks for tests like communication and surveillance. And General Saltzman's comments not only reiterated the rising threats from nations like China and Russia, but also explicitly addressed the role of the military in defending commercial satellites. To give a concrete example, the hypothetical situation was posed about how the U.S. military would act if Russia targeted SpaceX's Starlink broadband network, a commercial satellite system that's been used for internet connectivity by Ukraine in its conflict with Russia. Now, the situation surrounding the military's role in protecting commercial assets in space is both complex and nuanced. While General Saltzman did not directly respond to the hypothetical situation concerning an attack on SpaceX's Starlink network, he did make it clear that the U.S. military sees a role for itself in safeguarding commercial activities in space. His argument extends a well-established philosophy of U.S. policy to protect vital assets. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Seltman compared space to sea lanes and civilian airliner traffic, highlighting that the same protective principles could apply in the extraterrestrial domain. And to implement this kind of defense, operations would likely be channeled through the U.S. Space Command, an entity district from the Space Force. Now, Space Command's purpose is to provide combatant commands with the resources and technology required for the missions. It's led by the U.S. Army General James Dickinson, who, interestingly, did not give a clear-cut answer to a similar query regarding the defense of commercial satellites. According to Saltzman, the responsibility of deciding which commercial assets to protect ultimately falls under the purview of Space Command and higher-level civilian leadership. He spoke of the need for setting priorities, suggesting that there could be limitations on the extent to which the military can protect commercial satellites. Such limitations would likely be determined by capacity, strategy, and the value of the assets involved. Last October, Russia weighed in on the subject. A deputy director in Russia's foreign ministry flagged the use of Western commercial satellites by Ukraine as a highly risky trend. And while he did not name specific satellites, the implication was that he was talking about SpaceX's Starlink. Now, this points to an international aspect of commercial satellites becoming potentially military targets. Similarly, Tara Brown, an official in the Royal Air Force and a professor at the U.S. Naval War College who specializes in space law, concluded that civilian satellites used for wartime objectives could essentially be considered military targets. The international community seems to be inching toward a consensus that these commercial assets, once used for military purposes, enter a new category of vulnerability. As we venture further into this era of increasing interdependence between commercial and military operations in space, the points made by General Saltzman bring essential questions into focus. What are the limits of military involvement in protecting commercial assets in space? And who gets to decide these limits? And how will international laws adapt to these new challenges? The dialogue surrounding the defense of commercial satellites is still evolving, but it is undoubtedly a matter of critical importance that will continue to gain attention from both military and civilian leadership. This topic brings into relief the necessity for an integrated and well-thought-out approach to safeguarding what might become some of the most valued assets of the 21st century. I want to say thank you for listening to the show today. If you found this discussion to be of interest, don't forget to hit the subscribe or the follow button on whatever podcast platform you're listening on right now. It's free and only takes a moment of your time, and it helps out this show tremendously. Thank you so much for doing that. Also, please take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you in the next one.